<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Tribune Audio Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. Welcome to the Cities. When it comes to the flood of 2019, Davenport is getting a lion's share of attention because of the threat to its chunk of uh, downtown. But other communities like Moline are also facing disruptions. And to be honest, a growing flood fatigue may be setting in. We sat down with Moline Mayor Stephanie Acri and new City Administrator Lisa Cotter to talk about the flood, Moline's need to fill some key administrative positions, priorities for 2019, and the history being made with Moline being led for the first time by two women. I started with Lisa Cotter and the flood fight. Tell me what this problem is right now as far as the City of Moline is concerned. I think ours is really just a maintenance. As you said, it's making sure that we, no pun intended, keep our head above water with the regular occurrence of being above flood stage. So our staff's been doing an awesome job in public works, making sure that we are supporting the individual areas that kind of pop up each time. So when we've had a rain event, it might be a different area than something actually along the river frontage. And we've been doing a great job keeping up trying to be as supportive as we can of our areas that have been flooding, both in streets and businesses. Well, and Mayor, the biggest thing about this flood, of course, is the height of the flood, but also the endurance, how long it has lasted. Um, and that has to be taxing for your city staff that, that may not be fighting it to the extent that other communities are, but still is mindful of it and still has to fight it in some effects. So we've been at or above flood level for 75 days now, and that's an extraordinarily long time to be dealing with it. Um, but we have a very strong staff and we have excellent equipment already in place to address the issues. And so I think that our team is doing a reasonable job of addressing all of the flooding issues, but we are taking note of anything that has not gone according to plan this year to try to make sure that we're in a position to better address it next year. Well, you think there'd be water, public works, parks being the ones that are greatest impacted as far as your workers are concerned. Does that mean other things aren't getting done or are being delayed? Oh, it has had an impact on all sorts of things. Um, we have $7.2 million worth of roads planned for this season, and we're working with the I-74 bridge construction, which has also been delayed um, to try to navigate all of that construction congestion that will be coming. The other big concern, of course, is that the uh, water plant is right there on the Mississippi River. I mean, that's, that seems to be the biggest uh, feature for Moline, that and Ben Butterworth, that's affected by the flooding. And, and, and so far, that has been uh, well-contained if, if there's any problem at all. Yeah, we invested, the community invested a lot of money in that plant to make sure that we were in a position to address situations like this, and I think the investment has been worthwhile. Well, Lisa Cotter, you've been on the job for just a short period of time. What's your first, I mean, you're from Geneseo, so you know Moline, you know, about as well as anyone could that's stepping into this job. What, is, what has been your first impressions? 
It's been a great opportunity. I appreciate the mayor and the city council giving me a chance to take this leadership role. And it's been wonderful getting to know the staff, really just listening and learning. Obviously with some of the vacancies that we have in the staff, there's a little different flavor than if you were fully staffed, but taking a, trying to take a big role in economic development and helping the staff with that, looking for our new police chief that we hopefully will find here in the next few weeks. And so it's been great and I appreciate how welcoming everybody's been here in the Quad Cities. Do those things go together as far as when we're talking about uh, um, uh, the police chief and economic development and, and a treasurer's position? I mean, do you try to do it all at once or you try to prioritize and do one before the others? So we kind of took a phased approach, obviously with having Chief Finney here, he's got some limitations in terms of his ability to stay with us more long term. So we had that priority and that was a longer vacancy. We were able to appoint an interim person for the finance director and so that's stable. And then as I said, I'm taking a little bit more of a lead with economic development and we have a great planning department. And so first priority is police chief and then next will be finance and last will be economic development. So Mayor, how, what are you looking for? I mean, what, what does the council hope to see as far as a new police chief is concerned? Let's start there. So we have a process in place for how we identify the best candidate for police chief. And the, we have a commission that's appointed to do the first uh, phase of, of um, I don't know, uh, being a filter for all the candidates right. that are there. We have over 20 candidates in this round already, and we're continuing to gather up candidates. The commission will meet and whittle that down to the six most qualified candidates, and then those will be presented to Lisa for consideration, and Lisa will come to the council to uh, promote the candidate that she believes is the best fit and the council will make a decision at that point. And this really is an important time because we're talking about the I-74 bridge, we're talking about you know major changes downtown. When you're talking about economic development or planning, for the head of that to be gone is, is a big uh, issue but it doesn't mean that all the ideas are gone, it doesn't mean that the staff that uh, was working there is gone as well. Well you know it's it's I think it's a good alignment of opportunity. So Lisa's come in and she is in a position that she can build her team, which is really important for the leader of such a, a large, um, important organization to have the opportunity to do. So I think we're going to take it as an advantage and she'll build her team and identify her leadership and I think we'll be better for it. I mean, in a way, is it not a good opportunity because you do get to create in so many ways key members, the key components to your team? Yeah, again, I think we always want to look at the positive side of things, as the mayor said, and we'll look for people who fit what we need right now. We appreciate those that were in the positions before, and obviously there's a loss of some of their knowledge, but they did a great job for us, and so will the next person. So we look forward to the opportunity to pick new leaders in all these different work areas. Being from Geneseo, an outside observer, you do know so much of what's going on in Moline. So what do you see as far as economic development as being a big priority? I mean, is it the fear of the loss of retail, some of the big box stores, the, the, some of the problems that we see perhaps at South Park Mall with empty businesses? Um, do you see it as residential as being the big issue? I mean, what do you see, or even industrial, what do you see as the big issue that, that affects uh, economic development for Moline? I really think it's intertwined and it's important mm -hmm. that we have a, um, a balanced approach. You know, that if you have industrial livable wages, we have an amazing opportunity with having John Deere in our home. I met with leaders from the seeding plant 
yesterday and, and really talked about how we use that to our benefit. Also, obviously, as you said, retail and residential, and they all go together. And so we want to make sure that we focus on all of them and have a balanced approach to that. But we have lots of opportunities. There may be conversations that we're at a disadvantage in Illinois, but we have to be the leaders. Uh, and position ourselves so that we are good advocates for our community. Even the mayor and I have attended probably in my short time here already, I think eight ribbon cuttings. So there are good things happening in Moline and we're trying to do our best even in a small business across the street from the mall to promote them, to be there, to have city staff there, to put them on our Facebook page and 35,000 people <laughs> saw that post. And so it's little things like that that we can do to be good advocates for our business community. Well, and Mayor, I mean, we're, we're working now under the 2019 budget mm -hmm. um, and, and you've been trying to be, of course, fiscally responsible. Is it becoming more difficult? I mean, because you're taking a look right now, we're looking at what the uh, Illinois legislature is doing and, and they're talking about different ways uh, uh, for taxes, trying to perhaps uh, reduce um, uh, property taxes, perhaps uh, increase uh, income taxes, all these different ideas. Are, are you a little worried about uh, what the Illinois legislature is going to do that could impact Moline right now? Well, I mean, we're certainly advocated advocating so that our municipal organization has as much financial strength as we can have. We have a lot of opportunities though. It's a, you know, our residents provide a significant amount of money to support the services that they need. And so we, we are continuously looking at how can we more effectively provide those services at less cost. And that's just, you know, that we're, we're being challenged to do that, but we welcome the challenge. And is that one of those things, I mean, obviously you had to pour over the numbers, you had to pour over the books. I mean, was that anything that surprised you about the city of Moline? Is that uh, perhaps there's areas that can be cut more or there's efficiencies that still need to be, need to be used? I think that we're always as leaders in a community looking to be as efficient as we can. Not so much maybe cutting as making sure that we're being as efficient as we can. So one of the areas that the council had looked at just prior to my arrival was legal services. And we've privatized that and believe that we can be efficient uh, and also save money for the taxpayer. So we're going to always look for every opportunity that we can. Uh, but it's a great community in terms of its finances. There's a solid base. And I think that we'll do everything that we can with whatever challenges we face to make sure we do what's best for the community and the taxpayers. There, of course, is a learning curve for you as, as you're coming in as the new city administrator for Moline, but what is hitting a home run for your first year year? What, what, what would be the biggest accomplishment? Of course, filling some of these, these key positions is critically important. What else do you think is critically important as far as your first year of tenure? I think really learning and, and creating some stability. You know, there's been a lot of change, both in my position, with the chief, with all those other department heads, and you can kind of feel that that we want to make sure that on the Illinois side as the largest community in the Quad Cities, I want us to be the rock stars. I want us to walk in and know that we're doing a great job. And because of some of that instability, it's just been a challenge in some of the projects when we've done our P25, QCOM, that because there's just been disjointed positions. So I wanna make sure that we create stability, that we create those key positions, uh, have the council feel good about the work that we're doing and not that they didn't feel good about it before, but just when you have turnover like that, or vacancies, it just is a challenge. And the people have done a great job uh, keeping all the work uh, getting done in progress. But I wanna make sure that we create those positions um, that we need, fill them, create stability. And then as you said, keep going with our bridge project and making sure that any economic development opportunities that we can utilize and take advantage of, that those are full steam ahead and that we're being good advocates for business people. And then purely on a personal note, I know it's 2019, but it's so, 
unusual in the Quad Cities to have two female leaders, a female mayor and a female city administrator. And, and, and that has not gone unnoticed, I'm sure, by a number of people, including you as well. I mean, what, what's the dynamics here? I mean, are, are you pleased with the way this could go? I mean, is there something that has to be proven, even in 2019, about leadership among women? Well, I'm glad that it's here today. I'm a little disappointed that it didn't happen before today. But I think it's our opportunity to um, prove to the community that this was a good decision and that um, gender doesn't matter. Um, I, it's, uh, it's not an honor to be the first. It's an honor to not be the last. So we're going to prove, prove that we can do a good job. Exactly. I'd have to ask you the same question. I mean, I mean, because you were working in, in Geneseo, the, the position isn't new for a woman, but I mean, here in Moline it is. Right. I think that you know, I try not to focus too much on gender. It certainly is an issue. I think, if anything, I try to, again, see it as a positive that perhaps uh, Mayor Acri and I manage a little bit differently because we're female. Uh, but we do our best and we are always going to do what's best for the community. But we may have a different approach to things than if we had our male counterparts. But we're going to do a great job and at the end of the day it's clear to me that all of our elected officials staff regardless of gender are there for the same reasons is our taxpayers and the community and doing the best service that we can to those people but do you also see it as a, a learning opportunity for young women i mean I, I know you're thinking this is my job <coughs> it's just job but in so many different ways it could be a teaching moment for for so many young women Lisa. i think it is i went to an all-girls catholic high school and it was a very different opportunity that you were never in competition, so it was probably a different experience for me, but I do think that uh, I raised two sons, and so I don't have an opportunity to raise daughters, but I think that regardless of your gender, the biggest thing to me is anything that you set your mind to in the great country that we live in, you have opportunities to achieve those goals. And so if we can be a good example as female leaders in our community, and we even have um, another female person taking on Dr. Savage will be our school superintendent. So there's another key position here in Moline that will also be a female. I don't know if that's the first one or not. Uh, but I think that we'll, we'll just prove that no matter what your gender is that we're going to do a great job. But it is, it is a good, you see that in the sciences and in the math that they talk about that, that you know, in the mayor yeah. being an engineer, yeah. she's also yep. even in her private sector job. My world has in the always minority. been filled with being, you know, a little bit of a minority in the meetings that I go to just because of my being an engineer and being a machine shop owner and so that's not unusual for me so I probably don't have as good a perspective as someone outside looking in but I, I just think it's important to do your best every day and uh, and try to continuously prove that the gender of a person is is not relevant in their effectiveness. Mayor Stephanie Acri and the new city administrator Lisa Cotter of Moline talking about leadership, the flood, and the priorities they see for the city. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. Tribune Audio Network.